This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I can tell you that I talked to more than two dozen of our good sources in Memphis, and they all told me the same story. And they had no firsthand evidence, but they all said sources within the Memphis Police Department had told them the following. Uh, number one, one of the police officers and one of the five police, former police officers who have, have now been arrested on charges of second degree murder uh, targeted Tyree Nichols because um, Mr. Nichols had a personal relationship with the significant other of one of the police officers. That's one of these rumors that everyone in Memphis is talking about. The second rumor is that at least one of the members of this five member uh, unit of the Scorpion Task Force uh, were connected to the vice, were affiliated in some way with the Vice Lords gang, a very large gang based out of Chicago. Now, uh, obviously, these are rumors. We didn't have any original sources. So we thought the way to kind of flesh this out was to actually ask the Memphis Police Department to comment, to confirm or deny these rumors. And they actually did. We, we talked to them last night. Uh, via email, and they gave us an, a very interesting kind of lawyerly parsed response. We asked them to confirm or deny those two claims, and their statement was, quote, there is no evidence that indicates that either of these claims are true, end quote. Okay, welcome. It's Thursday, 2 February in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's Groundhog Day. We didn't want to play. We're not playing that. From yesterday, just because it's Groundhog Day, it was breaking news, brilliantly framed uh, by our by one of our strategic news partners. This is Michael Patrick Leahy, the Star News Network, and particularly the Tennessee Star. That was from yesterday's show. Um, breaking news, Newsweek has breaking news. I'm bringing Michael Patrick Leahy to explain it. And and here's why, you know, we don't normally cover a lot of these type of stories because we just can't bring anything special to it. The coverage is usually so good or other people, the Dan Bonginos and the Basovics are all over these type of things and do such a great job. But there's something, you know, in our our six o'clock show, as people know, the 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 Real America's Voice version of War Room is done at a Denver, as people know from my shouting at Denver all the time. It's a great team there, but you know I have a I have a I have an Irish temper. Our six o'clock show is done in conjunction with Lindell TV and Mike Lindell, and it's done out of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I want to bring in now Michael Patrick Leahy. Let's bring him in again. So we had I watched this the other night, Michael, as I told you over the weekend. I said there's something strange about this thing. I, I don't understand why they initially have it come out and this guy's got a long drug record, a long gang record. He's a gangbanger, drug guy. He's got four or five felonies. You know, he's some bad character or they they have on videotape. He's blown through stop signs. He's on a drug chase. I mean, why five cops show up and it's still very confusing. And you talked about what you were working on. 
Get us up to speed on what this massive story on this that broke today, sir. Well, Newsweek advanced the story. They followed our lead, and they actually did a very smart thing. They went uh, directly to the district attorney's office in Shelby County, and they asked them specifically, Steve, uh, uh, if it is investig if they are investigating rumors that there was a personal relationship between the victim, Tyree Nichols, and the ex-wife or ex-spouse or ex-girlfriend of one of the police officers now charged with second-degree murder. They also asked if they were investigating rumors that uh, this particular officer sent photos of Nichols after he'd been beaten to his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend. Listen to this response from a spokesperson for Shelby County District Attorney's Office that uh, Newsweek elicited, quote, all of this is still under investigation, they said. Those are the things, along with the participation of others, that are now the subject of our investigation. Uh, so they said that this connection between the victim and the ex-spouse or ex-significant other of one of the now charged police officers has not been, quote, confirmed that language similar to the language we received in the non-denial denial from the Memphis Police Department that we reported on on this program with you yesterday um, indicates now they've moved the story forward. The district attorney's office is actively investigating these rumors. The rumors uh, it should be very easy to either confirm or deny. And uh, we're, we're waiting to see what happens on the story. Number one is uh, you couldn't make head nor tails. And normally they would want to get that out. Uh, you know, the guy was driving 200 miles an hour. He was going through neighborhoods where kids were. He's blowing through stop signs. The guy's coming back from a shift at FedEx. Because people FedEx. know in Memphis, that part of town, that part of town more than the suburban side, more away from the riverside is where the FedEx headquarters are and the airport FedEx. He's coming home from FedEx, which everybody says he's a pretty, you know, solid employee. He's coming home from FedEx, thinks he works the swing shift. Coming home from FedEx, going, he lives with his mom, no problem, doesn't look like any record, at least nothing you can find. Pretty quiet guy. Going home to his mom, he's only a block away or half a block away from his mom's house. All of a sudden, it's five cop cars instantly on the scene. The other thing is when he see the beating, you know, and, and what MSNBC and these guys went right away said, oh, if you make them run, uh, they're going to be mad. Well, the run wasn't that far. It's not like he put them on a four-mile chase and these guys are furious. The viciousness and the callousness and almost like the torture and after he's hurt and laying on the ground, just propping him up there. It's so, there's something so over the top about this that it, it's got to be, it just your, your natural inclination has got to be something more than just a traffic stop, uh, and it just doesn't make any sense. But I want you to go back and read the district attorney's thing because you out the other day, you said, look, and you and I talked before you came on, you wrote the article. I said, look, I've talked to over two dozen people. Every person is telling me there's something else up here, right? Both with the gang affiliation of the vice lords and with this personal relationship with uh, with a wife or a girlfriend of, of one of the officers. Um, and then, uh, and, and, and you guys went and... <laughs> The police department gave a non-denial denial, right, to you guys. So right away, Leahy, who used to work with us over at Breitbart and is an incredibly experienced guy, 
you knew right away, hey, we got something here, right? We got to figure out how to get there. Newsweek then did something very smart, went to the district attorney. I want you to read again the response of the district attorney back to Newsweek that just ca- just came out. Newsweek just put the story up because this one's really going to get to the name. What did, what, did the, what did the district attorney say? They specifically asked them, uh, Newsweek asked the district attorney's office if they were investigating rumors of a relationship between the victim and the ex-wife or the ex-girlfriend of one of the officers now charged with second-degree murder uh, and in the killing of Tyree Nichols. And also they asked him, uh, are you investigating rumors um, that one of the officers who is now charged with second-degree murder took pictures of him after the beating and sent them, texted them to his ex-wife? Here's the exact quote from Erica Williams, Director of Communications at the Shelby County District Attorney's Office. Quote, all of this is still under investigation. Those are the things, along with the participation of others, that are now the subject of our investigation. End quote. Wow. Leahy, uh, great work. Let me, one thing before I let you go, and I want everybody to get access to the Star News Network and all the different uh, news sites that, that Michael Patrick Leahy has, because it's an ingenious idea to start in these battleground states with these local papers, these local news, because it's all, it's all local now. Um, let me just throw something out there. The second-degree murder charge is not premeditated. What, what you're implying, Michael Patrick Leahy, by your reporting, and if it follows through with what the district attorney is saying, then this was not a random traffic stop. And the second-degree murder aspect of this, a killing him in cold blood, is this is actually gets to be premeditated. Do you have any inclination at all that the charges may be up to a capital murder, murder one? I, I personally at the moment don't have any indication. However, I will tell you this. I talk, as you know, talk radio hosts uh, around the state of Tennessee speak to other, each other about these stories all the time. I've talked to several of them. Number one, all of them tell me the buzz is overwhelmingly strong in Memphis that this was a targeted attack uh, by this police officer on a per, for, for personal reasons against Tyree Nichols. So that's number one, the very strong buzz. One of those radio hosts told me today that a, an entertainment oriented website, which we'll find out, and I haven't confirmed this, uh, quoted a civil rights attorney there who said that there may possibly be reason to increase the charges from second degree murder to first degree murder. Now, there's only one reason to do that, and that would be premeditation. No. As horrific as this thing is, and it's horrific, if the Memphis Police Department think they have a problem right now, they have the, the 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 it's incalculable how big a problem they have if this turns out to be premeditated. If this turns out that he was targeted because of a personal relationship, it's I think the the outrage of the citizens of of Memphis and throughout the country is just going to be enormous. It's just going to be incredible. And if it turns out that there's any gang involvement at all, that'll also that's you're going to go next level. I think in people's outrage that things have got to be cleaned up and you got a major problem. Um, Michael Patrick Leahy, I want everybody to make sure they go and get full access to your site. Uh, how do they do that? TennesseeStar.com, TennesseeStar.com. 
And uh, also, this particular follow-up story was written by our new national political editor, Matt Kittle. Uh, he did a great job, got it up very quickly, and it's up there now. Actually, we got it up there just before we went on the air here. So go to TennesseeStar.com, TennesseeStar.com, and you can see the story. Yeah, I want to, uh, I want to, um, I want to make sure that uh, we get everybody to your site. In this story, you guys are the lead sled dog on this. Newsweek's doing a great job too. But boy, with all the resources of CNN and MSNBC and everything, to have the Tennessee Star and Newsweek out in front of this is fantastic. And uh, good luck. We'll follow this up closely. Thank you, sir. We'll see what the truth ends up being. Oh, the investigation should uh, uh, yield the results uh, to determine whether or not these rumors are true or not. I'm just saying there's something there's there's been from this very first minute. There's just something not right about this thing. If you look at it, you just there's something not right about this thing. And so we'll we'll have to see. You got to go where the evidence takes you. But that district attorney, that's a bombshell. <laughs> the way that was phrased it is. It is. is a bombshell. And, 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 and kudos to Newsweek for following our lead and advancing the story. Yeah, big time, big time. Okay, Michael Patrick Leahy, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks. Honored to have you on here. Thanks so much. Okay, let's, um, and by the way, I want to make sure we're going to get into the chat rooms and everything, the news story up on Newsweek. Also, the news story Michael Patrick Leahy and the team just did over at Tennessee Star, and we're going to make sure that gets out and gets viral and everybody can see it. Uh, They're a very interesting exchange. I got a cold open for Naomi Wolf. Uh, Naomi Wolf has been very focused on Pfizer, so has James O'Keefe. Uh, the stock is off. I think they've lost $43 billion in value since the middle of January. So they're feeling it. They're feeling the wrath of uh, of uh, Dr. Wolf. Let's go ahead and play this uh, clip from this morning. Absolutely stunning and extraordinary. I find it outrageous that now we are three years away from the beginning of COVID, and now we are having our first hearing on the origins of COVID-19 because the Republicans are in charge in the House. Not one hearing. Nobody was curious as far as how this thing started. We're with Sam Waxel this morning. Sam, what do you think about what went on in Wuhan? And by the way, is Pfizer mutating, I'm sorry, is Pfizer mutating COVID, the Project Veritas report. Uh, They interviewed the director of research, and he said that they are doing gain of function or mutating COVID so that they could make more vaccines. Now, Pfizer came out and said that's not true. We are not doing gain of function research. But what can you tell us? Well, look, I I do believe that uh, there was a laboratory accident in Wuhan. And I do believe that that laboratory accident led to a worldwide pandemic. And we can talk about that at length. I do not believe that Pfizer's doing anything to endanger the world in that way. And Pfizer's been working and Pfizer has done, you know, Albert Burla has done an unbelievable job at making a vaccine available with their relationship with BioNTech quickly to the American public and to the world. And they've done a great job. So I do not believe that Pfizer's doing anything to endanger the world. I may have, we may have to play that one over. Naomi's wolf's head just blew up when we're getting ready to come on. It is extraordinary. I, I am I am stunned. And by the way, he's wrong on every account, right? And 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 the, even the forty three billion dollar market cap drop, the the the, the gain of function things that that um, Veritas and and his team James O'Keefe got these guys on. 
as bad as that is, and that's horrific, and Naomi's about to walk you through why the gentleman there is just dead wrong and, quite frankly, just blatantly uh, uh, close to a lie, but definitely media spin, trained media professional spin. But the fact that what she has found out is 10 times worse. And you talk about Borla, they're going to give him the Nobel Prize right there. Let me bring in Dr. Naomi Wolf. Uh, uh, Dr. Wolf, so I'll, I'll, I'll bifurcate it. Let's take the first, let's take the first part. And Maria Bartram is great. She has her producers not quite up. They didn't quite read the letter as sophisticated as you did. Talk about that first part, that that about their response. They responded. They had nothing to do with. They have nothing to do with gain of function. That, as you've shown us, that actually is not the response, is it, ma'am? I think it's impossible for any journalist to stand up and say for sure um, it did or didn't originate in this way, it was or was not done with intention, it was or was not an accident. Um, And it's certainly impossible for anyone to say, you know, the things we're hearing now, which is give us amnesty, we didn't know there were injuries, we didn't know there were side effects. So on both the virus and the vaccine, the fact that um, the people who were entirely cheering the rollout and the and, and completely uncritical of the government narrative about the rollout of both the virus and the vaccine, um, you know, really should not be drawing universal exonerating conclusions of any kind right now. There's no basis on which to do that. And, and there's there's so much evidence on the other side. And also, just let's go back to the letter. The letter that they came out as the response to O'Keefe thing, specifically because they were categorical right there on, on Fox. They had, they've already said they're doing no gain of function. There's nothing to see here. That's, that's actually not technically true. They said, quite frankly, in a sophisticated reading of, of the letter, the exact opposite, didn't they? Uh, let me just clarify something, Steve. Are you saying, and this is so shocking, it I probably, you know, went into kind of a, 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 a hypnagogic state if they actually said this. Are you saying Fox said Pfizer is not doing gain of function? Is that how you interpreted what they said? Yeah, let's go. Because uh, Pfizer hang, said hang, they hang were doing gain want, of function. Hang on, hang on. That's what I was saying. That's what I, I said. I got a delay getting Naomi on here. I think her head is blowing up. You didn't quite totally hear it. So we're going to play it. We're going to take it from the top. This Thank is the you. great Maria Bartiroma, and she's been fantastic. She's, she's been so courageous because she gets stink eye every time she does something like this. But she's right. got a Pfizer. So let's, let's go ahead and take it from the top. I want to play it again. Absolutely stunning and extraordinary. I find it outrageous that now we are three years away from the beginning of COVID, and now we are having our first hearing on the origins of COVID-19 because the Republicans are in charge in the House. Not one hearing. Nobody was curious as far as how this thing started. We're with Sam Waxel this morning. Sam, what do you think about what went on in Wuhan? And by the way, is Pfizer mutating, I'm sorry, is Pfizer mutating COVID, the Project Veritas report. Uh, They interviewed the director of research, and he said that they are doing gain of function or mutating COVID so that they could make more vaccines. Now, Pfizer came out and said that's not true. We are not doing gain of function research. But what can you tell us? Well, look, I I do believe that uh, there was a laboratory accident in Wuhan. And I do believe that that laboratory accident led 
to a worldwide pandemic, and we can talk about that at length. I do not believe that Pfizer's doing anything to endanger the world in that way. And Pfizer's been working, and Pfizer has done, you know, Albert Burla has done an unbelievable job at making a vaccine available with their relationship with BioNTech quickly to the American public and to the world, and they've done a great job. So I do not believe that Pfizer's doing anything to endanger the world. Let me take it from the top. Naomi Wolf's head just blew up and she had to put it. That's what I'm saying. I said, man, we hit the first off, I want to go, Maria. The guy goes, there, there's, they said they had no gain of function. Their letter in response, as you deconstructed, actually said the opposite, didn't it? Exactly. Ma'am? Let's start with that. And thank you. I, this may be a first that you had to play something because it was so stunning a second time because a guest couldn't process it the first time. But thank you for that. I, I Now I understand. Super gigantic lies. Super, super huge, categorical, shocking, stunning lies. Thank you very much. Holy cow. Um, all right. Hold it. Not just so, that. Just ball, hold it. Just ball, this, but this is guy. You got to understand how big farmers rolling now because the investigation about started. These are just bald-faced lies. They're going to look you right in the camera, and these are just bald-faced lies, and they're not going to back up an inch. They're not going to concede an inch, because to concede an inch is to concede the whole thing. Naomi Wolf. Yeah, and that guy's Chiron read biopharmaceutical holdings. So he's he's right there in the, you know, in the docket, if indeed um, Pfizer did intend to hurt the world and is doing gain-of-function. Holy heck. Okay. So yes, for those who didn't watch the first time, um, after the Project Veritas expose of uh, Jordan Walker saying, we at Pfizer are essentially doing gain of function. We're making um, viruses more deadly. Uh, We're calling it directed evolution because we are God. No, he didn't say the last part, Um, but he did say directed evolution. I read the press release from last Friday that Pfizer released at 8 p.m. after the news day was over, and it categorically said the opposite. And everyone on that set should know that it said the opposite. And that was what was so disturbing and stunning. It essentially said, yes, we are doing gain of function. We're doing gain of function with our collaborators. And as you and I have discussed, they didn't say who those were. They could be, you know, the global church of Satan, like, you know, they could be China and just like BioNTech is, 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 is in an MOU with China, just like this whole injection has been rolled out with Fosun Pharmaceuticals, which is a Chinese Communist Party entity and China is building the manufacturing plants or built them in the distribution network. Um, but they, they literally said, we're doing it. Um, it's a lot of countries are doing it and it's, um, it, it's good. Like that was their position. And I've been very depressed ever since Friday, because what that means, you know, as I said to you then with PR, if there's something good to say, you say it. If there's a denial that the world is waiting for, no, we would never hurt you again. We would, or we would never hurt you the way the Wuhan lab intentionally or not hurt you. We, you know, we know gain of function experimentation is illegal. We would never take the risk of unleashing another horrible virus on the world, um, you know, that can't be controlled. The next one may be worse. No one would ever do that. They're saying the opposite. They're saying 
it's true, we're proud of it. We're not gonna name our collaborators. They also speak of partners, as I recall. Um, also unnamed, not American necessarily. And remember, Pfizer and BioNTech are not American companies. They are not German companies. They are partnerships with the Chinese Communist Party and their global partnerships with the Chinese Communist Party. So those people, I, you know, I, I couldn't process it the first time around because they were, it's like, it's like 1984 where war is peace and lies are truth and, um, you know, work makes you free, you know, 19, 1941 in that case, but in which there, there's a public document in which Pfizer said, yes, we're doing gain of function. And the reason I'm so scared by that is it means that Pfizer has no expectation of having to defend that. Um, whoever's behind it is so powerful that they, they they would rather kind of get everyone used to the idea that they're doing gain of function that we're helpless to stop them, essentially, is how I read that. And 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 there's no recourse. And and what is happening now, which is very disturbing, is it's like it's like um, you know, computer effects, but for speech in which, in which I mean that these spokespeople from the farm industry are going on the media saying they didn't mean to hurt anyone. They don't hurt anyone. They're not doing gain of function. They're not doing gain of function. And they anticipate that you'll forget the actual press release, the formal public document saying we're doing gain of function from Pfizer. And instead you'll remember this guy on Fox who's invested in pharmaceuticals saying no gain of function, no gain of function. And that unfortunately is how human memory works. I mean, that's why it's propaganda. And you know very well that repetition, 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 people can believe something that never happened. And they'll end up believing, of course, Pfizer doesn't do gain of function, but Pfizer said they did. Talk to me about, we got about a minute, we're gonna hold you through the break, but but then go to the other part uh, about the, the Borla should basically get the Nobel Peace Prize. He's done such an amazing job. He's been such a great, uh, a, a great benefit for humanity. What ha what has your uh, what has your uh, research? I tell you what. Why, why don't we do this? Because I want you to get a, a long runway on this and not have to do a break. We're going to take a, a short commercial break. We have Naomi Wolf. Naomi, real quickly, the book is up. How many copies of the book sold? In the book, this is self published by your group. Um, yes. How um, many How many copies is sold? And where are we on the bestseller list? It's it's an absolute miracle. Thanks to all of you out there and, and the people you're gifting as well as word of mouth, um, because people know these lying liars are lying to them, and this book tells the truth. So it's the War Room Daily Clout Pfizer's document, Pfizer Documents Research Analysis ebook, and uh, we published it, and it we just passed the 10,000, coming up to 11,000 copies mark, which in like 10 days, which is absolutely unheard of. Um, you know, solid nonfiction bestseller, even in the midst of all kinds of censorship. And uh, we're in the top 25 or so um, on the Amazon bestseller list. Even in the face of censorship. Yeah. Okay. Hang on for one second. Short commercial break. Naomi Wolf will join us on the other side. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. 
in times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Friends, you have to be blind not to see what's going on around the world. We're facing worldwide chaos on a whole new level. And it could all hit home really quickly in the form of food shortages, not to mention sky-high prices for basic groceries. That's why so many people are stocking up on emergency food right now. This food stays fresh in long-term storage, so it's ready when you need it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company, and right now they're knocking 200 bucks off their three-month emergency food kit. That's $200. Just go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com to get this kit. Your kit comes packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Enough to feed one person for three solid months. Be sure to get one kit per person in your family so you don't run out. You'll save $200 per kit by going to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. My Patriot Supply wants to make it affordable for you to protect your family. So don't delay. You get free shipping also. Go to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. Take action. Do it today. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communications stay prior. They're one of America's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon. Get a bivy stick or an Imarsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that's you get a bivy stick or a Marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com. Right now, that's sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. 
Welcome back. Uh, Naomi Wolf is our, is our guest and one of the obviously major contributors to uh, everything we do here at War Room, particularly putting forward the correct information on the vax and everything about it. Uh, Naomi, I want you to go back and, and talk to us about your latest, where the direction, where this is going, and particularly when you see the spin that's happening now. And Maria Bartiromo is as tough as you get. I mean, she's the one person out there that actually asked some hard questions. All the MSNBC yeah. and CNN, but I have noticed they they have definitely downsized <laughs> their. Remember, it used to be all the time, and and yeah. the 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 head of the CDC was up there, and uh, you know Dr. Wen was up there, and Fauci was up there nonstop. They really downplayed that because they understand some bad stuff coming with these investigations about to start. Put us how if they if they thought the Veritas, by the way, and Veritas has told us there are going to be other drops coming, but if yeah. if if and the Veritas thing is amazing. It, it's absolutely legendary. But even I think that pales in comparison when you actually look at what you guys are going through and the data itself provided by Pfizer. Both of them combined are a damning, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like a scissors. It's 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 a garden shear. You need both blades. Their thing and the arrogance and just the, the flippant attitude of what they're talking about this. And then you add your team going through the hard analysis. And add, if you see both of them together, it's like. Where are the jail cells, ma'am? Yeah, I mean, you know, I thank God that the Project Veritas expose came out right when our uh, Pfizer War Room Daily Cloud Volunteers ebook came out because they really do. It's like a, a lab experiment where you 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 add them together and they explode. You know, they corroborate each other, and what they corroborate is, among other things, that the people running Pfizer, meaning the people running you know, a billion lives around the world, um, human lives, mothers, children, old people, um, literally have no regard for human life and have moved into a model, a business model in which they're very happy to create illness in order to continue to have gigantic profit margins. And, uh, you know, an example I gave uh, the last time I was on was of this uh, shocking discovery, but I want to get to the children in a minute. But, but this is you know people have to understand that this is now how they work. Um, the 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 injections, the mRNA injections, uh, thicken the blood. And um, I found that uh, in 2017, Pfizer bought Eliquis, which I mentioned here before, which is a blood thinner. And they said in five years it'll be a billion dollar drug. And then sure enough, it's in the top five now, right after the two COVID vaccines. Well, one of them Pfizer's. Well, now it's clear that, you know, Pfizer's investment in the COVID vaccines is going to drop like a stone. We're doing our part. You know, Project Veritas is doing their part. But this is not the long-term play, right? It could well be. And as I said last time, how do they know that in five years, everyone's going to have thick blood? Well, these people are entirely capable of projecting or creating a situation, I'm thinking about this more and more with these injections, you know, adding the lipid nanoparticles that really have no use apart from going throughout the body and, um, you know, bringing their payload like a shotgun, as Dr. Chandler said, throughout the body. Um, but the other thing they do is they thicken the blood. And these people are entirely capable of thinking, okay, well, you know, we'll roll out, we'll, we've got Eliquis, We'll roll out this injection, such a fantastic opportunity. We'll throw in a blood thickener. And then, you know, when when COVID's over, and now the president has declared it over, as we've 
said yesterday, uh, every year people who need blood thinners because their blood has been thickened will be paying, you know, this this billion dollar drug. In other words, that's the long term play, right, is Eliquis, not the COVID-19 um, injection. And that's just an inferred example. But again and again now with these 700 um, pages of fully sourced reports in this ebook, you know, with the Project Veritas expose, and now with this new story we've just busted open that I want to share with you, following on from the infamous, infamous uh, report number 54, which we broke yesterday about these, these unbelievable, unbelievable story of 34 children damaged by injections unlawfully, um, very severely, and 28 of them lost, right? We don't know where they went. They could be dead uh, in December, starting in December of 2021. What all of this shows is that they're willing, they're ready to harm children, throw away children, damage children, cover up the evidence, you know, drive gain of function, make the world sicker, create new variants, make our biological reality more dangerous, thicken our blood. They're willing to do that for profit. And honestly, it's, not, you know, we're, we're in a kind of dimension of the universe now, morally, which, which is a whole new dimension. And, you know, I've only begun to to grapple with this, but we have to understand, like up until now I've been saying, we've got to understand we're dealing with tyrants. We've Then I said, we've got to understand we're dealing with Nazis. Well, we're beyond that. Like we're in a whole new dimension, which in order to understand what's really coming at us, we have to accept that there are human beings who are essentially not part of the human family, who have no, um, Allegiance let me let me dr let me drill down Jesus. let me drill let me drill down that second because because you were the first and I think it's a year and a half ago or two years ago almost now you, you were the first one I ever heard use the phrase Nazi doctors and you're not some person just throwing stuff off the top of your head you're 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 descendant from um, you have relatives uh, it, that were in the Holocaust in the camps. And anybody's been to the camps, and particularly, I think Birkenau is in Auschwitz, but Birkenau, it's a, it's a experience that uh, will never leave you, right? The industrial um, destruction of a people, right? Yeah. Industrial, perfect engineering. Um, when you said that, if you go back, and this is the scary thing, and I want to bring it today. The Nazi doctors thought that they were doing the highest thing of medicine and but the th people they were working on weren't were kind of subhuman they right. they were either you know had mental issues had physical issues were jewish they were, they, they thought that so they thought they were doing things that were uh for the betterment of mankind right right is yeah. that the mentality you see here because there's some weird way they talk about this that there's a massive separation you can just tell them the way they talk about it. it's a massive like right there that guy right there i know he's an investor but Borla should be like up for sainthood right. of the job he's done. And he actually talks about the Chinese joint venture right there. He's such a saint. I mean, and they treat him when he's on CNBC and these business shows when he's at Davos. They're like, this guy is the guy. Yeah. And the way he talks about it is a separation. Is that your analogy to the Nazi doctors that they just think that everybody else is somehow not at the level of humanity they are? Um. Steve, I wish I had an answer for you. I'm watching these people make decisions. And 
you know, again, my, you know, my world collapsed when I saw Report 54 and I saw that they gave a seven-year-old a stroke and, and buried the information in a footnote and that they injected a two-month-old baby who then had kidney damage. And then they gave these documents to the FDA and the FDA gave them to the CDC and they all went to the White House and they all knew these 61 children were injured or worse in these documents and they just kept going. Like my world collapsed. So I'm looking at these people lying and and with no, like completely impassively, you know, Borla at Davos being confronted, shame, shame. There's not a flicker of human um, recognition that someone might think that their actions are monstrous. So, you know, when I wrote The Bodies of Others, I did describe what I understood at that time, which was and saw and was part of really um, a kind of global elite who really do think they, you know, we, I'll say we at that time were, I mean, I don't think I was better than anyone else, but I was in a community that in, that definitely thought they were better than everyone else and that they could make decisions for other people. And then what happens is there's this kind of cognitive dissonance where um, if you're already invested in China and you've got a fabulous townhouse and, you know, your returns are great, uh, there's an incentive for you not to look at organ, organ harvesting or to say, you know, well, you know, these people who are raising questions, they really need technocrats like us or hedge fund managers like us or academics like us to make decisions for them. So that's as, that's as far as my analysis could go. But, but now I'm, I'm looking at these kind of announcements by Pfizer, yes, we're doing gain of function. And look what happened, it's a, it's a week later and no one's up in arms, right? You and I are sitting here going, wait, they just said they're doing gain of function. And the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times and the White House isn't saying, or our military isn't saying, what do you mean, Pfizer? You can't do that, it's totally illegal. You know, we are going to arrest you, right? Um, and and the, the, the finding that I just had, you know, through Amy Kelly and the volunteers of the infamous report number 54 about these kids and the fact that we've just broken this story and no one is showing up at Rochelle Walensky's house in, you know, outside of Boston uh, to arrest her, right, for, for covering up the damage, possibly mortal damage to 61 children um, that, that she signed off on. Uh, I, 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 we're in a, I guess what I'm trying to say is I can't, I, I can't answer you because I, I think, I don't think these people are like aliens from another planet, but I think they're inhabiting a mindset in which they're so lost spiritually that they're not part of the human family anymore. They're part of something else. And that's why I keep thinking, you know, we're seeing something spiritual that's unrecognizable, you know, that that's like, it's like the Borg or, you know, I don't even know what the Borg is, but it's like, it's like Legion, right? It's like, if there was, I mean, and, and the Old Testament, and the New Testament talk about this, you know, about, about negative powers that can take over, you know, countries and people and souls and kings. And, you know, my people constantly got seduced or drawn away from a moral life in the Old Testament by, you know, going after these false promises to, to these 
you know, negative powers. And God was constantly saying, don't do it. You know, it's not going to end well. Is that, is, so is that, I, is that, is you're saying that that, that what in modernity, that that's the golden calf, that there's always a golden calf that comes up. You know what you're supposed to do spiritually. You know what you've been raised to do spiritually, but that there's always these material incentives out there that, that, that get you to drop that. Look, cause I want to go to very specifically to Yale. Uh, that is an institution you're very proud to go to. You're a prominent member of. You were very proud to have an association with. Uh, it's it's close enough to your heart that it was important to you to go back about the about the students having to have the having to to to, to get the boosters to to go back to school and show back up. I think on on Tuesday of this week, the thirty first. When when it became evident, all of a sudden, institutionally, they started having you could have any waiver in the world. That happened the last two or three weeks, right? That's because like of new information is coming out. Yeah, last, last few days. days. But the institution yeah. itself—that's that, the institution trying to protect itself. That's not the institution actually admitting that. Not only is it wrong about this, but there's something fundamental. I mean, you got Harvey Risch at Yale. You've got some of these prominent people that have gone to these great schools, and they—they're some of the most prominent. They've come out with the Great Barrington Declaration. People at Harvard, people at Stanford, and they're sitting there going, "How did I give my entire life?" to this place and, and be part of this with colleagues I know and respect, but there's this chasm, this right. chasm, and it's not bridgeable. You're either on one side of it or you're on the other side of it. And every day we go forward, it, it the evidence only mounts that we're on the right side of history, right? right. I mean, this right. is why 54, I think, is so powerful because we've done all these others. You guys have worked on this forever. You've gone through this. Remember, never forget this for a moment. The FDA did not want Amy Kelly, 3,500 middle class and working class people out of the war room, the lawyers that that uh, Naomi was able to put together, the Daily Clat. They never wanted anybody to see this. They wanted only people to see this 75 years from now when it was all forgotten about. But because of a judge and, and, and Dell Bigtree and these guys over there, that, that group, the lawyers, we got it. And so every report you see was not supposed to be seen right. for 75 True. years. And every report you put out, incrementally, you understand, well, now I understand why they didn't want to see it for 75 years. Now I understand why they didn't want to come forward and put it. The institutional problem actually overwhelms the personal malfeasance here. Is it not true? And that's where I, that's where it scared me. That's where it has me the most scared, because I don't know how you change that. Well, I think I'm agreeing with you. And thank you for pulling me away from kind of theological speculation, which I've, you know, I've no answers for, you know, only questions, you know, back to more material ground. I guess what I'm trying to say is, yes, I agree with you that in the past, once it became clear to everyone, as it's now clear that these boosters, for instance, are not good for, for healthy young adults and harm them in a million ways. And, and, and once it's been publicly exposed, um, and surely Yale has heard from many, many parents and donors. I know it. I know it personally for, for a fact. In Before 2020, you would never have President Salovey send out an email like the one I got in my inbox as a Yale alumna saying, it's so great. 2023 is going to be all about vaccines. I mean, he really said that, you know, and, and you wouldn't have the um, you would have some sort of mea culpa or some sort of press release saying, you know, we thought it was safe, but now it's not safe. Uh, everyone can make their own choices about this. You're not seeing that. So I'm agreeing with you that we're seeing not just individuals, but institutions behave in ways they never used to behave. 
in which they're no longer based on what we assumed were basic common human values, which turn out to be Judeo-Christian values. You know, I hadn't realized that. I thought they were just basic human values. But they're they're behaving as if there is no such thing as um, an obligation of, of care for another human being. And there is no such thing as needing to keep children alive and not endanger them. And there is no such thing as um, you don't destroy the biological environment of human beings because we don't do that. We're human beings. We need to be healthy. We all took that for granted, you know? So there's a whole new set of rules for institutions. Um, and I've never seen so many institutions align with these soulless, heartless, you could say materialist, right? Or a new golden calf, but it's worse, right? Because there's been greed forever. You know, there was greed in Dickens era, but, but there, I've never seen this kind of, um, I see neutrality about it, right? And maybe that's a cultural moment. Maybe it's just, you know, the result of like technology everywhere, alienating people from their community. But I do, I'm going to say, you know, I, what I do see happening, Steve, is historically something is happening that I can't fully explain in which, as you say, there is a widening chasm between those of us who still hold humane values and assume everyone should, um, you know, wh whether you call that a spiritual thing or just a moral thing, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't really matter. The bottom line is that we hold those values. And and other people, ranging from the media to administrations to, you know, leaders around the world to gigantic corporations who seem to have lost lost any allegiance to, to those values at all. And they're doing their own thing, right? And they're not expecting any uh, significant blowback or repercussions. And that I've never seen before in history, but but it's happening. And um, maybe it's AI, you know, it, it it's happening and I can't fully explain it, but every day it's sharper, right? Every day it's more clear. I mean, I could create a list, you know, with two categories, two, two columns on a piece of paper and put people I know on one side or the other, institutions I know on one side or the other, and it is a spiritual battle of the highest order. And the it's like, the, the chessboard is just, you know, here's the, the good guys over here and the the non-human values over here, and they have less and less to do with each other. Uh, we've only got a couple of minutes, and I want to focus on the book, and because I, we want to take this even up to a next couple of levels. How do people get it? How do they gift it? Where do they go? How do they go and find your other research? The 54s, I want people to be part of this community, and, and particularly the people that didn't, have time or whatever to pitch in and do the work. I, their job now is to help push all this out. You can still be part of this team and be on the marketing side and the force multiplier side. How do they do it? Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it. We all have a role and you guys out there have a huge role to make this a success and to fight for truth and to fight for these kids, really, um, these sacrificed children. Uh, you go to Kindle, I'm sorry, you go to Amazon and go to Kindle eBooks and um, look up the War Room Daily Cloud Pfizer Documents Analysis ebook, and you can gift it by putting in an email of someone you want to send it to, your doctor, Rochelle Walensky, your elected official. Um, and you can also come to dailycloud.io and download a PDF, though people are having an easier time buying the Kindle than downloading the PDF. Not, not that there's something wrong with our PDF, it's just not something a lot of people uh, are comfortable doing. Um, so I recommend that you go to Amazon and soon there will be a uh, a paperback as well. And we got approached by um, a Japanese agent to sell 
it starts selling it in um, worldwide uh, in translation. So um, that is all wonderful. Do I have time to tell you about the latest findings with um, people being paid $900 to bring their six month old babies in illegally to be injected? Or should I save that for another time? We're going to save that for tomorrow. That's a cliffhanger. We got a hard out, but uh, we needed to have this conversation. I'm glad we had it. And tomorrow we're going to drop another, we'll drop another uh, episode on. It's one shock. The, these things are so shocking, shocking. Uh, so, so shocking. stunning and so in, inhuman. Uh, Naomi, thank you. Bodies of Others plus this book, Bodies of Others. You still see the journey of Naomi Wolf. You can get it at Amazon or you can get it on, also at the, uh, at the uh, publisher's uh, website, All Seasons Press. Naomi, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. We're going to be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And the one thing I can commit to you will be on fire in the war room. See you then. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.